This episode of Mark My Words is sponsored by the Coatings Alliance, makers of C2 paint. When C2 President Tom Hill asked me my opinion of what would make a program for their super premium wood finish product, Guard, more attractive to dealers, I shared my view that dealers look for three things when they're considering putting new products in their stores. They want a low initial investment, they don't want to have to spend any money on equipment, and they want to know that if the program is not successful, that they can send the product back. And so that's exactly what C2 put together in their program for Guard. I only wish my daughter Buckwheat would listen as well. So if you're interested in hearing more about this program, you can do one of two things. You can go to c2dealer.com to read more, or you can email Tom Hill yourself and ask him any questions you have. That's th, the number four, at c2paint.com. Hey everybody, it's Mark. Thanks for joining me today. Uh, with me today on my episode is Matt Culverhouse. Matt is the director of sales for the retail channel for the ICP Group. ICP Group, most dealers are familiar with them through their architectural coatings line, California Paints or Stormstein. I had actually reached out to Matt a couple of months ago. A number of dealers, just coincidentally, conversation over a couple of days had had asked me, hey, Mark, do you, do you know anything about California paints? Are they still around or what's up with them? And, you know, I didn't really know anything about them. I, I don't have a lot of friends in that company that I'm still in touch with. I was a California dealer uh, over the course of the time that I owned my stores, but not recently. So I didn't have a lot of relationships there. And so I basically just went on LinkedIn and reached out to Matt and told them, you know, a few dealers had been asking and uh, he had uh, read some of my blogs and and follow along on a couple of podcasts over the years. And so we just thought it'd be a good idea. Let's just get on a recording and, and talk about what's going on with ICP. And so ICP has actually recently acquired Gibson Gardner. Uh, that's the roof and the driveway ceiling company. And, and from what I understand, and this would, this, you're not going to hear this later, but from what I understand, that basically doubled the size of the company and ICP is now approaching a billion dollars in coatings business. And, and even though uh, only a small piece of that is, is coming to independent dealers, they're most definitely a significant player in our space. And so I thought it'd be interesting to have him on. We talk about their architectural coatings and what they have that is available currently through their independent dealer channel, their purchase recently of Muralo and how they've uh, integrated those products into their regular line, as well as some topics regarding what's coming for dealers in the future. Some of their products that have only been available through other means, for example, their tennis court paints. They're now looking at bringing those to market through independent retailers as well. And so it just seemed like a good time to get them on. Matt's a cool dude, you'll enjoy listening to him. Before we get to the episode, let me just tell you, I've, I've mentioned to you before, I'm going to start wearing uh, swag from independent paint dealers as I record my pod and vlogcast episodes. This shirt was sent to me by 
uh, Rings End. And in fact, that's a lie. It wasn't sent to me. Uh, they are right up the street. Rings End is the closest Benjamin Moore dealer to me uh, here in Stamford, Connecticut. Rings End is a cool story. They're actually a lumberyard, third generation, started in 1902. They're a very large business in this area. They cover from Rhode Island all the way down uh, basically to the New York border, which is roughly where I live now. And then uh, a number of years ago, maybe 20 or 30, they actually switched. They were a California dealer. They switched to Pratt & Lambert. And not long after that, they switched to Benjamin Moore. And in this market, they became a very large player in paint when they did that. They now have, in addition to their lumber yards, which also sell Benjamin Moore, as well as many other brands, uh, mostly on the high-end side, uh, they now have standalone paint stores as well, including two right here in Stanford, where I live. So thanks very much, Scott and the team at uh, Rings End for sending me this cool shirt. I will be wearing it for the rest of the day. Any other recordings I do today. So sometimes you guys see me and it looks like I don't change my clothes very often. Uh, I do record multiple episodes in a day. So thanks to Scott and the team at Rings End for sending me this shirt and for being such terrific representatives of independent paint retailers around the United States. Hey everybody, thanks for joining me today. With me today on this episode is Matt Culverhouse. Matt is the Director of Sales of the Retail Channel for the ICP Group. Uh, Matt, thanks so much for joining me today. Our pleasure. Thank you very much for having me. Yeah, and so the ICP Group, you and I were introduced uh, when I called you cold, and the ICP Group is a name that not a lot of retailers would, would be familiar with. So why don't you tell us sure. a little bit about who you are? Sure. Yeah, you know, ICP Group is uh, you know started in 2015 through some acquisitions, and, and basically what a lot of people still know us as, uh, at least in the channel that I serve, is uh, the California Products Corporation. Mark, you've been in the business a long time; you remember it well. California Products Corporation was a combination of you know retail architectural products, best known as California Paint, Fixall, and Storm System, uh, Durlux Marine, combined with a couple of the unique technologies, tennis paints. Wilbur and Williams, Williams right? I remember <laughs> right. I was a dealer a long time ago. Yeah, that's right. Right. So and in a couple of the specialty brands, so Fiberlock is mold remediation and then the sports surface division in, in 2015, you know, a private equity group came in and combined us with a couple other business units that were more geared towards the full building envelope and not necessarily just, you know, sort of the, the paint side of things. So as time's gone on, they continue to bolt on uh, more companies that sort of augment what we already have in place. And so as prep for this, I shared with you that, you know, my listeners are for the most part independent paint retailers. So to the extent that we're speaking to that group, who is ICP uh, and what are you making just for that channel now? Sure. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, a lot of things have remained the same for a number of years, right? I mean, I go back, I started with California Products Corporation uh, 12 years ago now. Before that, I worked at a paint store and I sold California paints, right? So I, it's, it's near and dear to my heart. And, you know, some things uh, change over time. Some things remain the same. The, the cool part for me is the things that remain the same are, are the products that we make, right? We put quality in the can. People know us by the name of the brand. You know, people come in and ask for 2010 house paint. They come in and ask for diamond ceiling paint. They come in and ask for all floor, right? So, right. so those things are, are still the same, right? And so California paint is still being made under that label. How about some of the other brands that I used to be familiar with, uh, Muralo or Stormstain, or believe it or not, I know this one's gone. Uh, I go back far enough. My father used to buy Oxline. 
oh from that same company <laughs> right. that ultimately became California Paint. Yeah. So as time's gone on, you know, we take those technologies and we continue to kind of merge them into, you know, sort of one cohesive brand going forward. The, the tough part, and you'll find this, and you've seen this in this channel, Mark, is, you know, we've got a bunch of different brands that all have unique attributes and unique technologies. How do we deliver those to the market under one cohesive brand name, right? And so California Paints has sort of been the chosen legacy name to carry forward the premium offering. And then we've augmented that with Fix All, which is sort of our specialty coatings, Storm System, which is, you know, I would say one of the best and only remaining brands for the independent dealer channel in the, in the stain side of the business that doesn't sell box stores and mass merchants. And right. then um, something like Derlux Marine, which we've had in, in the portfolio for a long time that uh, services our, our marine boat business. And, and all of those products, Matt, are independent dealer only. Even the marine products might be a different dealer. I understand that. But is that, sure. is that who you guys are, are marketing to? Yeah, we've been independent dealer driven for years. You know, we rely on some of our strong distribution partners. To your point, you know, a, a line like Durlux is, is more through distribution because it's tough sometimes for a dealer to make the minimums on a direct basis. We also want mul multiple touch points. I mean, you know that having logistical partners set up throughout the country really helps our abilities to get products to the customers as quickly as possible, which sometimes, you know, servicing out of Andover, Boston, Massachusetts, or Louisville, Kentucky just doesn't get you there fast enough. You know, our, right. we rely on our distribution partners to help us there. How have things been for you uh, over the course of the pandemic, Matt? We obviously both know what's going on as far as shortages and price inflation. I'm assuming your architectural coatings have been dealing with those same issues. Am I right about that? Oh, you're 100% right, Mark. You know, business for everybody in this channel, I think, is booming, right? The demand yep. is just through the roof. We've done some things that uh, we've never had to do in the company history before, right? And prioritizing certain lines that we make over others. And, you know, we want to make everything for everybody, but... Uh, the reality is in a situation like this with only so much material coming in, you've got to make some tough decisions. So we've, we've been prioritizing, you know, the most important customers, the most important products in making sure that we keep that pipeline flowing. I would say, you know, uh, one thing that, you know, has been very good for us uh, in the off season this year, we built a lot of inventory. And so coming into, you know, sort of uh, pre-COVID, uh, we had a lot of inventory to work off of. And our operations team is doing an incredible job of, of keeping it going. You know, we're, we're being very thoughtful about what we make every day. And our procurement team is doing a great job of going out there and getting resources from people that we've never got from before. So we're still seeing, Mark, like everybody else, we're seeing, you know, transportation issues and, you know, some, some packaging changes that we're being forced to make. But overall, I think we've done a very good job of keeping our dealers in business. And how about the price inflation? Has that been a big issue for your brands as well? It's, it's a major challenge, uh, right? Yeah. We compete with some of the biggest national brands in the space. And, you know, we've had a couple of price impacts already this year. And, and right now, you know, there's, there's still talk about what does the fall look like? What is transportation going to do? How can you get a truck driver to pick up a full load? Yeah, I, I didn't mean to interrupt. I'm sorry. PPG <laughs> just announced a 6.5% surcharge for, for at the very least uh, the remaining of the year, the remainder of the year to uh, goes right on the bottom of, of every order that you get from them. And, and I guess, you know, to the one hand, that's good news. That means that they think that maybe in the not so distant future, this issue will be behind us and, and we'll be able to, to, they'll be able to drop that six and a half percent, but geez, six and a half percent is a very big surcharge. Oh, that, that's a, that's a huge impact to a retailer. And, and yeah. one thing that we're very conscious of is any pricing action you have to take you know, flows through at retail. And if we yeah. don't have, 
you know, the Home Depots and the Lowe's and some of the big box store merchants out there driving up their retails. We've got to be very careful about what we do. We need to make sure there's still plenty of room in between where our dealers can compete with all of those national brands. So we don't take any of this lightly. You know, we analyze the market uh, the best we can. And then, you know, at the end of the day, we have to look and, and make sure that our ownership is, is pleased with the results that we uh, deliver and uh, adjust appropriately. And, and so as the prep for this, Matt, you had talked about some changes that ICP was going through that would make products that perhaps hadn't been available to independent retailers available through that channel. Do we want to talk about that at all? Yeah, Mark, it's a great point. Uh, when I look back to the early stages of COVID-19, and I think all of us thought, you know, we would be in a much better place at this point here. Uh, a little disappointing that we're not, right? But yeah. when we look back uh, to the very beginning of that, you know, one one brand that I, or two brands, I guess, that kind of stand out to me is our is our remediation portfolio with uh, Fiberlock and, and Benefect. And just for some history, those typically were not um, allowed to be sold into our dealer channel. We, we certainly sold select jobs here and there, but it was never widespread and available in the dealer channel. As a um, dealer, I used to buy the Fiberlock through uh, distribution. Is that right? That, that's right. Yeah. So yeah. It, was, it was always, I mean, and that's, and that's one of the challenges. We have some silos set up internally that I think ICP Group has done a great job of taking those barriers down. At the beginning of COVID, we said, hey, you know, paint demand is through the roof. But guess what? We've also got these two brands over here that are industry best for um, remediation when it comes to viruses. I think, you know, some of the Fiberlock brands can kill 140 different microorganisms in, in, uh, in flus and in things that are out there. Uh, we very quickly pivoted and focused on COVID-19 and some of the best practices you would use to combat that. We gave our dealers the ammunition to go out there with webinars and trainings and tools and products to combat COVID-19. You know, we made a lot of donations to, to membership groups and we continue to do it. At the upcoming All-Pro Convention, we're in discussions right now to give them some material to create safer environments and safer spaces. So I look to something like that where, you know, hey, when we were just California Paints, we really didn't have the bandwidth to, to pull off an operation like we did uh, at the beginning of this. As ICP, you know, we delivered a lot of material to the marketplace in a very quick time frame and gave the dealers a tool that they probably didn't have in their tool bag uh, from other suppliers. And so now is that something that dealers are going to be able to hold on to going forward? Is this a market that's been generated and now dealers are going to be able to continue to buy these products from you? Well, that's the hope, Mark. And I think with all of this, you know, we constantly look up and down the portfolio and, and even me, you know, uh, I've been doing this a long time, but I look sometimes and say, oh my goodness, we've just got so much to offer. Where do you focus your efforts? So uh, Matt, let thing- me just cut you off for one second, dude. When your beard goes white and your hair falls out, you can say you've been doing this a long time. <laughs> un, un, until then, you're a rookie to me, dude. <laughs> I got it. Um, that's funny. So, uh, yeah, I, I think the one thing our company strives to do is, is become more than just a paint supplier to an independent retailer, right? What else can we offer an independent retailer that really separates themselves from the mass merchants and the, and the major retailers nationally? And I think the days, you know, are, are, are different than they were back in the day, right? I mean, you remember... Paint stores, just being paint stores could survive just fine, you know, back in the 80s and 90s. That's it's, right. It's different now. I mean, you need other products and other tools in your toolbox uh, to compete with some of the, the sophisticated merchants that are out there. And I think that's one thing that ICP can deliver uh, better than a lot of other guys out there. We still have some heavy lifting to do, you know, logistically, where do we put the items that we want our independent retailers to get and how quickly can we get them there? And, you know, we've got different ERP systems that we manage some of these brands with. But as we bring this all together, we really are looking at, hey, listen, we're a core paint supplier to some guys. Other guys, we're a specialty supplier. And in the people in between, we can be a little bit of everything, right? And so you guys just made an announcement 
recently that dramatically in, increased the size of your whole company. And that was when you announced the either acquisition, an acquisition or a merger sure. uh, with Gibson Gardner. Why don't we talk about that a bit? Yeah, so that, that acquisition took place uh, January 2nd of uh, this year. Very exciting for our group. They have a long history of high-performance products that are both professional and retail-driven. Roof coatings, waterproof coatings. Talk a little bit about what Gibson is. Sure, sure. Yeah, driveway sealers. I mean, you hit a couple driveway of right sealers. in the head. So they're, right. they're uh, industry-best technologies in, uh, in silicon roof coatings, uh, elastomeric roof coatings. They actually make caulking uh, compounds. And then driveway sealers, which for me, I'm a Northeast guy. Um, I see their product everywhere I go under the name Blackjack. So yep. the, the one really neat thing they brought to the table is their logistical footprint is second to none. They've got, I think, nine manufacturing facilities throughout the U.S., also with transportation capabilities and in warehousing. They have a, a world-class sales team. And, and, you know, we've got obviously established business in multiple channels, multiple segments. So we take that. I was just going to say that's, that's not just an independent line. You're, you're selling mm -hmm. that to every retailer in the United States, I suspect. Yes. Yeah. Very true. They've, they've done a nice job of putting their tentacles everywhere. They've got uh, certainly some products that are in the box channel. They've done an incredible job with the, the co-op side, uh, which is independent retailers here. And then uh, obviously what I oversee uh, with the help of my counterpart, Kevin is, is getting their products, you know, into the distributor network, the co-op network, anything brick and mortar outside the box stores uh, is what we service every day. And we look to leverage the existing relationships and just bolt on more of our product portfolio. And so are those products, many of which are, are available through distribution. I used to buy the Blackjack from Pacoa sure. in New York, right? Mm -hmm. And so are those products now going to be available to dealers without going through distribution directly when they get their California paints? How is that going to work? That's a great question. And I don't know that I have the full answer to that. It, that's a huge topic of discussion all the time. And I think I what I'd like to do is, <laughs> you bet. <laughs> no, we, uh, we need distribution partners, right? Because we can't put everything everywhere. And distributors today offer just so many benefits to organizations like us. You know, they can, they can get to customers very quickly, which is speed to market is where it's all about these days. Right? They can put your inventory right where the customer is. And that's enormous as well. Mm -hmm. I, I do see, I mean, if, if there's a, a top five or top 10 listing of items that we consistently see our, our independent dealer network uh, needing, and we can bolt that onto a California Paints, you know, uh, storm order, well, that is the pathway we're trying to go down. So I, I do think you'll probably see something like that develop in the future. Now, you guys are also known for some really cool specialty products. I know a, a week from tomorrow, my fiance and I, Gaetan, are going to the U.S. Open I don't know about this year, but up until very recently, that was your surface. The U.S. Open and the Australian Open, that was your coating that was on that surface. Is that still the case? It, it is still the case. You know, with the U.S. Open, uh, we've had that for a number of years. I think more, one of the more famous things um, this year, we get some extra play out of the Olympics being delayed, but the Olympic uh, track surface was, was all ICP generated product. You know, chances are any NCAA, you know, uh, Division One, Division Two, Three school you see out there with a, a sports surface, it's typically our stuff. We do have incredible market share when it comes to that, but always looking to improve. There's even with their segment, there's a lot of technologies we can use in our channel. We've actually taken some of their technology and rolled it out into a more retail-friendly label and given our customers a chance to sell it. Because a lot of the, the stuff you referenced before does go through a professional installation network. Ours is more DIY applicator, right? I mean, who it, there might be some friends you have next door to you that have a basketball court or a tennis court that needs to be resurfaced, and we can do that. 
Listen, in the Bronx, we serviced hundreds and hundreds of co-ops. You know, people hear the Bronx and they think maybe sort of the South Bronx visually, but the part of the Bronx that one of my stores was in up in Riverdale was just a very wealthy, spread out, lots of room part of the Bronx. And many of the big buildings there had pools and tennis courts and, and we could have sold them product if we could have had access to the right product. And so that is an opportunity for dealers, for sure. Yeah, I mean, hands down, Mark, uh, the technology we have in the fix-all skid grip, if I'm just going to call out one item today, it is it is best in class. It's it's the best one you'll find out. It's the best anti-skid you can find out there. You know the deal. Most anti-skids back in the day were a good can of latex paint with a little bit of skid dex and a little bit of dirt. That's it. Right? That's it. <laughs> the way we manufacture now, though, this stuff is ground in. It's crushed up rubber, and it is consistent as the day is long. You just roll it out. It's nice and smooth and has, you know, ADA and all sorts of other different um, approvals. It's, it's the best thing you can buy. And so are we talking now about a, uh, an athletic surface coating or, or a traditional paint? Well, it's, it's, it's kind of a hybrid, I guess, you know, cause you can use it like a traditional paint. You don't need to have the squeegees and all the special applicator tools. So, but it is thick in consistency. And when you roll it out, you've got guys using this on anything from sports courts over to bike paths, over to, you know, anywhere you need a, a sort of anti-skid if you're going in a, a ramp or, or a slippery walkway in, in really a lot of pool decks and pool surrounds. So as part of our prep, we had talked a little bit about private label and you guys were thinking about traveling in a slightly different or more aggressive direction. Do we want to spend a minute talking about that? Yeah, sure. Um, you know, private label to us, you know, we have a, a slightly different philosophy than a lot of other different vendors, I guess, in the space. And, and there's plenty of private label houses out there. You know, we don't take just a typical can of paint and slap your label on it and send it out the door. We've got a whole different package and philosophy. So ours is really about having a business consultation with an independent retailer. Um, And you look at some markets throughout the country and you can probably pinpoint them on a map. A lot of times we find that, you know, our our owners or members of the community, their name is very well known, very established. And, you know, we don't need to have the California paints name on the can for them. Maybe sometimes there's a market where the dealer name has a lot more presence than ours. And, And so we help them by giving them a quality program and product in the can to deliver to the marketplace, which, you know, uh, allows recapture of those items. I mean, they have to come back to your location to get your brand, right? So we're all about giving the dealers the tools and the program to elevate their presence in the marketplace. And we just happen to be the vehicle to deliver it. And, you know, one of the things, Matt, I, I talk to a lot of dealers and particularly now with, I've got this little side hustle going with the uh, uh, websites that I'm doing. And I'm sharing uh, with dealers my perspective that branding has changed dramatically in the last 18 months since the onset of the pandemic. And the idea of being the local paint store is a more powerful brand to many consumers than even having Benjamin Moore or Pratt & Lambert or Pittsburgh or whatever is your national brand that that brings people in. And, and I'm telling dealers all the time, and just to be clear, because sometimes when uh, you do a lot of podcasts, it's not clear. I'm not being paid. This is not a sponsorship, nor am I referring anybody to California Paints for their private label program. Sure. But in general, private label is definitely something that dealers, particularly dealers that have spent a lot of time and effort developing a brand in a market could take advantage of right now. There are enormous opportunities for increased profit margin, as well as a higher stream of recurring business because, you know, customers can't go anywhere else, but, but that brand. 
And Mark, I think the reality is consumers are very aware of private label brands in the marketplace. You go to the grocery store and chances are you're buying a mixture of branded and private label material. You go to get some housewares, it's the same example. So I think, you know, the old school mentality of private label just being, hey, it's a cheap can of paint with a, a, a label or something on there. I think it's different now. People's perception have changed in, in a lot of times they associate private label brands with great quality. And we just happen to be providing just that. I actually am telling dealers that their private label, they should consider it as their premium or certainly among uh, their mm -hmm. premium offerings. If they have a need in the market, in their market, you know, every dealer knows their own store, certainly better than I do. So if you have a need for a $10 flat, go, go get yourself a $10 flat. But, but on something that's private label, you get to determine its real value. So if you buy a premium product, uh, and share with your customers your perspective that this product is as good or better than what's available, you'll be able to make more money and you'll be able to retain more customers. Couldn't have said it any better. <laughs> well, there you go. That's why I'm doing this for the last <laughs> yeah, 30 right. years. Right. So there you go. So with all these new products coming into the fold and these new acquisitions, what can independent retailers expect from ICP in the coming years? I think, Mark, what you can expect is a lot more acquisitions and a lot more activity uh, looking for best-in-class products with best-in-class people to bring into the mix. We've done uh, a number of acquisitions so far under the, under the ICP Building Solutions Group. The criteria is, you know, hey, is this a, a brand that's got a good position in the marketplace and can we sell it through our existing channels, right? In, in independent dealer retail is at the top of that list. So, what excites me is, you know, we are not just a paint store only driven organization anymore. We sell hardware, we sell um, all sorts of different people that fall into independent dealer classification. And it really is just finding things to, to position in their stores that augment their current sales. So if you're a paint store, you know, maybe you're focused on this, this, and this um, from us. And if you're a, a hardware store, maybe it's a different set of items. I think you're going to find that we're, we're going to continue to be very aggressive in the marketplace. We're going to support the network the best we can with, I think, the organization that we have in place now. We continue to add people and in, in resources and in, in look for logistical partners to deliver our products as fast as we can, as efficiently as we can. Well, Matt, that is a really terrific way to end it. So thank you for joining me today. Matt Culverhouse, the Director of Sales of the Retail Channel of ICP Group. Thanks very much for your time today and your insights. I appreciate it. Thank you, sir. Love the shirt. 